Thanks for listening to the Swearing In Podcast, where you'll hear the origin stories of those who chose to serve. So ground your gear, take a seat, and listen up. The Swearing In Podcast starts right now. Hey, hey, every day. Hey, hey, every day. Hey, boys, all the way. Hey, boys, all the way. Hey, hey, every day. Hey, hey, every day. Hey, boys, all the way. Hey, boys, all the way. Welcome to the Swearing In Podcast. I'm your host, Marty Smith. Today, my guest is Air Force Master Sergeant Retired, Ivan Tron Thomas. Tron grew up in Wagner, South Carolina. He graduated from Wagner Sally High School in 1992. He then joined the Air Force and went to basic training in 1994 as a 1 Charlie 6 space operator. He attended technical school at Vandenberg Air Force Base, California, His first assignment was to the CONUS ground station at Buckley Air Force Base, Colorado in 1994. His next assignments include Cavalier Air Force Station, North Dakota in 2001, Buckley Air Force Base in 2003, Thule, Greenland in 2005, back to Buckley Air Force Base in 2006, and Offutt Air Force Base, Nebraska in 2011. Tron retired in 2015. Now this concludes your pre-brief, so let's get on with the interview. Joining me today is retired Air Force Master Sergeant Ivan Thomas, better known as Tron Thomas. Tron, thanks for joining me today, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me, man. Oh, absolutely. I'm looking forward to this story. Been looking forward to this story since I started the podcast, (laughs) which you blew me off way back when. I had my reasons. Now the masses get to hear if they want to hear. Yeah, right. You know. Tron, tell me, I've known you for years. Yes. In fact, I had to look it up. I was like, what is his first mm. name? Uh, how did you get the nickname of Tron? Tron is Swahili for pretty face. Really? No, that's all bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> but I always like to say that. <laughs> pretty face. My name is Ivan Bertrand Thomas. My middle name is Bertrand. And so. Bertrand? Bertrand. B-E-R-T-R-O-N. So that's where Tron comes from. So. You remember Bert Duplessis? I do. He was Bertram. Bert and I have a relationship because he is good Bert or evil Bert. That's true. Depending on the day. Sometimes I'm evil Bert. We used to like, Bert. (laughs) We was. He was the only person who was allowed to call me Bert. Because he was Bert. So. I used, I used to see him. He'd be like, good Bert. I'd be like, evil Bert. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. How did you guys figure that out about each other? Uh, when I, first, I mean, you, I mean, his first name, you see it printed. Bert, I mean, his Bert name Tron. is Bertram. Yeah. So not many people have, I'm Bertrand. So I'm, I'm ah, not. So you had to say something. Well, what's up, man? That yeah. was that. That was 20, that 24 years ago when I met Bert. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Yeah. Two tall, skinny dudes. So That's right. Mm, yeah, that's right. Good Bert, evil Bert, depending <laughs> on the day. So yes, Tron is short for Bertrand, but most of my family calls me Tron. Oh, they do. Yeah. So, um, depend depending on what you call me is how I know how I know you. So, all right, fair enough. So, even the Air Force folks who call me Tron, that's more like family. If you call me Ivan, usually an, a bad girlfriend or a bill collector. supervisor. Yeah, some shit. Like, <laughs> so whatever you know. 
Where'd you grow up at, man? I grew up in rural South Carolina, a small town called Wagoner, South Carolina. Okay. Born in Columbia, South Carolina. It's about 50 minutes away from Columbia, about 50 minutes away from Augusta, Georgia. Whoa. Yeah, country is an okra sandwich, man. Dirt road really? country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chocolate Mayberry is what we call it. Do you have a basketball hoop out there? Oh, man, we had, no, we had hoopers. We had dirt courts? Dirt courts, you name it. Nice. Mm-hmm. Where'd you go to high school? Wagoner Sally High School is a combination of two towns, Wagoner oh, okay. and Sally. Oh, wow, is that small? Yeah, but there were about 380 people in my entire high school. But a range of 100 miles to get all those people in. Uh, high probably, no, the towns are probably 20 minutes away from each other. Oh, school. okay. But so they were just there? small and they combined the schools for one high school. So small country school, real rural. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. When'd you graduate? I graduated high school in 1992. So what were you going to do? That was College good basketball scholarship? Ha ha, I was a scrub. But I, like, <laughs> <laughs> I was four foot 11. I was the shortest kid in my high school to my senior year. I was four foot 11 my freshman year of high school. Four eleven. Five foot two my sophomore year. Uh, I sprang to five seven my junior year. And when I graduated high school, I maybe was six foot. I grew two inches after I joined the Air Force. When you graduated? Uh-huh. Why couldn't that come a year earlier? Yeah, I'm six right? two with the biggest Napoleon complex. Oh man. my yeah. goodness! Yeah, man. Um, yeah, and I was I was surrounded by giants. Like my stepdad was six nine, oh. my mom was like five ten. Like all her oh, brothers were like her shortest brother is my height, yeah. and her tallest brother was like six five. So yeah, like my stepdad was six nine. His mom was like six foot. So I'm sur- he had female yeah. cousins six three and six four. I'm surrounded by all these giants, and I'm a runt. So did they have conversations about you in that? They would talk over me. Will he grow? Yeah, they, they literally <laughs> used to ask me that because they saw the rest of the family. Like, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, and I'm, but I'm in run. But I grew. I got. I made it to six two. But I'm still like I don't think I'm tall. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. surrounded by giants. Yeah. So, but yeah. So you still had six two point guard then? Yeah, that's what I like to tell myself. Yeah, my my youngest brother six seven. Gee, jeez, oh, really? About three hundred and change. Six seven. I'm yeah. So what's the plans? So uh, that it, so yeah so I was trying to get up out of that uh, chocolate Mayberry ASAP. I, Gotta I, go, right? I knew it wasn't for me, so I um I had. Well, what was your what was your option? So Stay there. I work? was going to army. I was going so I was going to go into the army. This was the so year. military was set. You were going to go military. Okay, I started off with a community college. Yeah. Um. Let me back up. Start off with a community college. Right. Um, had a little girlfriend at the time. Uh, like, you know what I'm saying? She wasn't treating me right. I was like, I got to do something, man. So prior to me going to community college, I know what happened. I was trying to go to the army, but my mom refused to sign. She's like, I was 17. She's like, I'm not signing. You're going to be pissed on me. Yeah. Do it when you're 18. All right, yeah. cool. So when I turned 18, I found an army recruiter. And he was he was he was on me. Man, this guy was on me. Like I had all I, all, I had respectable little scores in for the ASFAB in high school. So okay. all four branches were hitting me up. But the army dude, he was relentless. Yeah. He was really trying to pimp me. And I was just like, all right, whatever, man. So I went to the a quick delayed enlistment. And I had a ship out date for the army. I had went to the hotel. Fort Jackson. Oh, damn. Oh, bro. Fort Jackson, Columbia, South Carolina. Spent the night at a hotel. Was that, was that where the MEPS was? Uh-huh. All right. Got up the next morning from my hotel room, had a 5 a.m. breakfast or whatever it was, 
was about to go get on the bus. I'm like, what the fuck? I don't want to do this shit. Stopped in the hallway. My grandma lived in the city. Yeah. Grandma, I don't want to go to the, go to the army. Please pick me up. Hung up the phone. All the rest of them guys went down that bus, left out. My grandma came and picked me up. You hadn't signed anything yet? I hadn't signed the last swearing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she got me up out of there. So for the next several months, so the army, the army guy is like, yo, what are you doing? I was like, hey, man, I, I don't feel good about this shit. This is my life. You, what, what are you going to do? I was like, I ain't going into the army. So then the Navy guy, they get, they say, hey, we heard that you don't want to go to the army. Are you interested in going to the Navy? And I was like, I don't like the water. Have a good day, Mr. Thomas. <laughs> click, click. <laughs> so I met up with some Marine guys. I'm, I'm ch- checking out the whole thing. I'm, I'm riding around with the Marine guys. And I'm, honestly, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm taking little trips. And I'm like, honestly, I'm super impressed with these dudes. Like, man, these Marine dudes seem tight. Man, they're sharp. They're sharp, right? But they had one guy in the back with him who was a fresh, he had just got done with basic training. And he had a, the nastiest asshole attitude I ever saw. Oh, yeah. And I was like, I don't like this. So it I does t- change him. Yeah, it, it turned me off. Yeah. So I was like, eh. So then I went to the Air Force recruiter, right? And, and in true Air Force recruiter fashion, they were like, oh, you want to get in? Eh, we'll see what we got for you. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of people coming around here. We'll, we'll see if we can fit you in. Now, know? this is 90. This is 1990. Oh, shit, this is 92 still. I, still 92. I graduated 92. Yeah, this is 92. It's still 92. All right, so tail end of Desert Storm, Desert Storm. Desert Storm. One of my buddies like, hey, man, don't, what you doing? They're, they're going to the desert. Don't join Fender right man now. Is still high for yeah, the military. Yeah, it's, it's, it's good luck. So the Air Force is giving me the old blow off. I'm like, why is this hot chick not talking to me, man? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Fuck these ragamuffins. So I went back and they were like, hey, man, well, yeah, actually, we, we will take you. Huh? We got the score, but your, the army guys won't let go of your scores. So they got that. They got that contract there. Right? Yeah, it's like fuck that. So they wouldn't let go of my shit. So hey, man, you gotta, you can take the ASVAB again for us, and then we can do that. I was like, word, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, but you gotta wait three months because your shit here is still valid. So I'm like, all right. So I don't have. I don't. I think I was maybe working at an arcade in the mall at the time. Yeah. Kids, they had these things called arcades. Anyways. <laughs> Working at the arcade, and um, I'm partying with my cousin. Sure. He's like, hey, all right, don't you got an ASVAB test tomorrow? I'm like, yeah, that's it. Like, it's 3 in the morning, man. Let's get some sleep. I'm like, hey. Wake up. <laughs> as a party about 3. Go take the test at 7. Trash. Boom. Oh, it was. Oh, I bombed that shit, right? The Air Force dude was like, man, your scores ain't working. I'm like, fuck. I was like, all right. Give me another couple months. So I was like, let me get my shit together. I took three months. Rest some books. Went back. He's like, hey, man, your scores, we got, you know, we're going to yeah. put you in the delayed enlistment, all right? My recruiter liked me. Like, he called me up, like, hey, man, we got this cool job. I didn't want you to go guarantee. I mean, what was it? There was guaranteed or there's open general. Yeah. He's like, I don't want you going open general. You seem like a smart kid. I don't want you to be a cooker. Yeah, lock that job in. Yeah, he's like, let's just wait till some shit comes up. So one day he called me, like, hey, man, I got this uh, this job. You want to come read for it? And it's like, all right, cool. It said, uh, Work with Space Command, NASA weather system, like, bet. Sound the dotted line, and that was that was ninety that was the end of ninety two. But I think no ninety three at this point. I think yeah, by April of ninety four, I was out of there. So you became a one Charlie six. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize you went your whole career. I'm I a space baby. A, nice, a rare space baby. Does it occur to you now 
because that decision to not get on the bus, right? That's makes sense to us now in our age, but did it occur to you how key of a decision that was to you at 18 that you made that decision? Um, does it kind of surprise you? Like, oh, geez, I did, I did do the right thing. Uh, I actually thought that pretty soon after joining the Air Force, and I had a friend who was in the army, he was like, We, I came home for on leave, and he was telling me about the army shit. Yeah, and I'm like, What? (laughs) <laughs> and I was like, he's like, yeah, they still put hands on you in the army. I don't, you wouldn't be talking that shit. I was like, what? Yeah, that's right. I was like, I totally joined around. I, I made a, a great decision. But I mean, that so key, and you made it so quick. He's just like, I don't want to do this. Mm-hmm. But you know, sometimes that doesn't the the ramifications of that don't hit you until later, and you're like, oh damn. I'll say for me, I was 15 steps from the bus. <laughs> I literally, literally, I saw. For me, I've discovered when I don't listen to my gut. It's been it's yeah. cost me more. Yeah. So anytime my gut screams at me, it's usually it's always right. Yeah. I don't always listen. That's the problem. That, right. That day was screaming at me, and that I, I and then I mean now I know it was a huge life decision. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Could have been a totally different person. Could my gut's always wrong. Really? Yeah. <laughs> what you doing, Marty? I I sometimes I follow, sometimes I don't. This is why you got this trauma life, and somebody's looking out for you. Uh, per, maybe you know. My gut only screams when it's when it feels like very much life situations. That's good. Not, I mean, money situations is life, but yeah. I'm, I'm not. It don't show up when I want it to. You know what I'm saying? That's a good. Point. If I'm on Vegas, that's the real, key, right? Yeah, there. Like, hey, hey, what yeah. are you in busy signal? Come on, <laughs> something it doesn't show up then. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, that might cost you your life if you join the army. Or if you marry that girl, that's bad news. <laughs> Except for that one time when I did marry that girl and I didn't listen to my gut. Yeah, I'd done the same. God bless her. I've done the same. <laughs> okay. What year are we talking about now? I mean, with all those years delayed, are we still in 93? We're in 93 now. So, okay, we're in so 93. We fast forward to 93. I signed my little job. Put your hand up. Put my hand up. And then I don't leave till April of 94 for basic training. 94? Yeah, bro. A year delayed? I think I think, I think. think I signed in 93 of December or January. It was like six months, maybe. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. still. Six months. Six months not to fuck up. <laughs> My recruiter yeah. was calling me like, you ain't smoking no weed, are you? Like, no, nah, man. Would you you get arrested? You would tell me, I was like, bro, I'm cool. Right. Yeah, That's yeah. tenuous. Man. Six months for, for a knucklehead kid. Sure. I get it. But no, I kept my nose clean, man. But at the same time, it's nice to know I, I got something. Yeah, you I know? was I was so... I'm I don't have get... to work at the arcade for the rest. I, I know I'm going to something bigger and better. I knew I was going to something different. Had yeah, to be, had to be better than where I was from. Because you had friends, like we all did, mm-hmm. who still didn't know what they were going to do. Mm-hmm. You know, you may go back years later. They still in that same spot. All my friends were still living with mom and dad when I came back years De- a how, decade later. That's how it was for me. Once I once I knew the military thing was like, oh, oh okay, I'm just gonna just bop around, do something for whatever months, and then I'm off. I mean, I worked at a factory. I worked at a welding factory. I, I used to make um, what did I, what were some of those jobs I had? I used to make. Lawnmower tires, the really? wheels, yeah, yeah, little little welding thing. Oh yeah, all that shit. I worked in the arcade, time clocks, yeah, all that kind of stuff. Right. I worked at a, a haunted plantation. I dressed as a ghost <laughs> for like a the whole month of October, just scaring really? people off. <laughs> yeah, I was still going to work. I was going to get some cheese somehow before I before I was out. Hey, there. just get some money, but none of that you have to worry about. You can just have mm, fun doing it. Yeah, it was fun. So, come the day, it's time to go. Right, yeah, basic. Yeah. yeah. 
Where did you go back to MEPS or? Back to Columbia, South Carolina, back to MEPS. They flew you out of there? Me out of there. What time did you get there? Oh, man. At night? Night. Everybody gets at night. It was night. I remember, what the fuck? Everybody gets there. Why are we getting here at night? So they can make it worse for you. Good job. (laughs) (laughs) Shit was a blur. Like, I do remember. I remember. So they hit you with that hat. I remember showing a little fucking bag at nighttime in San Antonio. Like, this is weird. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I haven't heard anybody who's got there during the day. I didn't even think about That's it. That's why I ask yeah. that question every it's, time. Yeah, it's just that, that fucking trauma, just like pew, nighttime. That's 25 people I've interviewed, and they're like, oh yeah, at night. Makes sense. <laughs> Get them prepared for war. <laughs> Anytime we can call them in. So, what'd you think? Anybody prep you before you went? Oh, wait, let me back up. Oh, yeah. Do you have a, a history of military in your family? Oh, this is how. I, so. Yeah, um, and and part of the reason I joined was from listening to my older cousins and uncles. Oh yeah, yeah. I had an uncle that was, I had an uncle that was in the navy. Okay, and he was like, "Hey boy, don't join for the, don't join the navy. <laughs> I know you. You ain't built for it." <laughs> He's like, "Yeah, you on here whistling?" I was like, "Fuck, I was whistling." Is the one day He's like, "Fuck you doing?" I was like, "Whistling." Let me tell you something. You better not join no navy whistling. I was like, "What the? F- what are you talking?" You'll find out what that means on the ship. Apparently, if you were whistling on a Navy ship, at least when he was in, it was a sign that you were open to homosexuality. Oh, so I was like, don't. So the Navy was off. I, I had no intentions of the Navy. Done. Job well done. Done. Talk me out of that. Copy. One. Then I had an older cousin who, when I say older, these are like my parents' age. You know, Sal's like. I, right, right, right. So he was in the Marines and I'm, I'm thinking like, what do I do? And I'm like, hey, cuz, like, you were in the Marines? He's like, yeah, I don't have a joint guy in the oh, Marines. He said the same. I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, I was in for four years. Never do it. I was like, okay. Yeah. Then I had a cousin who was in the Air Force. Oh, you did? Yeah, yeah. He was in, and he's uh, he was a cop. He came from uh, Italy and he had orders to Grand Forks and got out. And he's like, oh, the worst thing I did was ever get out of fucking Air Force. Like, join if you can, man. I was like, for real? He's like, yeah. Really? Go to the Air Force, man. It was the, I had the best time. I was like, why'd you get out? They were trying to send me to North Dakota. <laughs> right? Bet. Thanks, cuz. <laughs> then I had another, my other uncle who was in the Army. And you had them all covered. All, all covered. services covered. I had a, And I had one more cousin who was in... Coast Guard. No, he was actually an officer in the Marines. And oh, okay. He told me to go to Air Force, too. He's like, go to Air Force. Matter of fact, this is before I signed anything. If you can, try to get to Colorado. I was like, what? Why Colorado's like? It's just they're making advances out there. Just try, if you're in the Air Force, try to get. Wow, way he said back that then. shit. He said that shit to me back then. Crazy. Huh. But the selling point was my uncle, my uncle Junior. He was in the Army. Yeah. He's like, you trying to do? I was like, well, I'm thinking about going to Air Force. He's like, what you want to do that shit for? I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, y'all don't do shit. You don't even go to the field. All you do is dress up in your little blues and sit in some <laughs> temperature controlled room yeah. in the office. That's what you want to do. And I'm like. In my head, I'm like, that sounds exactly like what the fuck I want to do. Why would I go in the army and sweat? I was like, thanks, son. He was the selling point. I'm like, I'm totally going to the Air Force. He's the no reason. No kidding. He tried to sell the army. I'm like, that sounds terrible for yeah, me. Yeah, that's, like, that's not All you're going to do is do. dress in your little suit and be soft. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> you don't know your nephew. That is precisely who I am. <laughs> so that's how I got to those, uh, those, that advice about joining the military. What'd you uh, what'd you think of basic? What was the first few days like? I'll be honest with you. I thought the shit was kind of funny. Kind of like this. Are they for real? Yeah. It took me a minute. I I figured some things out. You didn't have a problem being away from home? 
Anything like that, right? The only the only problem I had, you know, if I'm gonna be honest, everybody got their phone calls on the pay phone and shit, yeah. right? Yeah, I remember that. Every and they everybody got a hold of their parents except for me the whole week. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm calling them, calling them, calling. No contact with my mom. None. Really? Turns out she had just left my stepdad. Like I went to basic training and she left him. I'm like, what the fuck? And then I hear from like a couple weeks later, like, hey, no, I ain't talked to you. I got a letter. Like. I left and moved. I'm like, she just waiting for you to get out of the house to do that? Probably. Yeah. Uh, who knows? Yeah. I don't know. But uh, aside from that, I thought basic training was kind of fun. Sure. Um, so you weren't you weren't nervous. You weren't uh, uh, letting the mind games get to you. Man, you've been I, around other people. I knew they had to feed me, and I knew I was gonna get paid. Yeah. And we had a sister flight right across from the hall. I was like, this is awesome. You know, yeah. It's like, so I was like. You had no problem with the phys- physical That was the easy part stuff? for me. Yeah. Okay. So the physical stuff, nah. Um, I was like, why be out of these classes? I'm fucking studying here? I'm going to learn shit? <laughs> so that's what I wasn't expecting. But yeah. it ended up being good for me. Um, yeah, I thought basically. Do you have that uh, one guy in your flight that's just like, that guy's out there, man. Oh, that was or do you have several? Several. <laughs> See, I might have been included as in one of the people who were out there. I was like, oh, there were you know, there were some there was some, there were some characters. I can't remember them all. Yeah, but, yeah, nothing that like made me like, oh my god, I hope I never see that guy again. He's nuts. Like, yeah, sure, sure. Just it was good because, I mean, you're meeting um, me being a country boy. You meeting all these people from not just yeah. across the country. There were some people from all of the, across the world. There was a guy from South Africa in my flight. Really. There was a guy from Mexico who could barely speak any fucking English. God, 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 show me your idea. <laughs> like, what the fuck? What are you saying? Motherfucker can't speak English. <laughs> so that was my first like introduction to to people who weren't from the from the south. Just, yeah, that's true. Yeah, like that a, mishmash is, yeah. is interesting. It's either interesting, upsetting. You know, it's, it's it depends on how you know your experience is. It, it was for me. It was eye opening. I I look back like I'm glad I got to see you know in the whole time in the military. Just yeah, even being stationed in places like Nebraska or, or North Dakota, that's still a whole other different culture, man. Yeah, you cross uh, you cross the line going. Uh, Going west, yeah, right. It's just a lot different. different world, yeah. So I was, I was glad for the culture shock. And coming to Denver, this is my first assignment in Denver. That was a culture shock for me. So yeah, that, I've heard that before too. Yeah, I right. mean, I get to Denver in the nineties, and it's still like it's still um, the the remnants of gang culture is still here. Like you know, it's it's oh, it, that was there was some Crips and Bloods yeah, here for a while. Yeah, Five points was bad. I used to go to right outside of Lowry. I used to go play basketball and. Like, I'm, this dude still got fucking jerry curls. Yeah. I called my cousin. Like, they still got jerry curls. And they were like, hey, man, get off my phone. I have no time for the bullshit. He didn't believe me. <laughs> they were banging. It yeah. Was, yeah. So that there was, was all different. the California stuff that came out all here. Right, yeah. Boulder was a big, probably still is, east-west traffic point. Federal was horrible. Mm. Colfax was terrible. I spent time in all those places. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm cruising on Federal on Sundays. Like, this was a culture shock for me. So Yeah. 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 Uh you finished basic, you're out to Vandenberg. Vandyland, three weeks. That Pop was tart. all that was? Back then when they were Pop Tart, they used to call us. You don't even get phase whatever. By the time you get a phase three or whatever, time to go. What were they training you on? CGS? So, well, no. they, they, this was before ESOP, before ESPT, before so, Space 100. 
What did they call it back then? So here's so when I when I got my rip from from basic, it said Lowry Air Force Base. Oh, it did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then yeah. they were like, "Yeah, actually, that's closed." I'm like, what? It's right. Lowry's closed. Yeah. When I arrived on Lowry, it closed officially two days later. The official was closing. Yeah. They actually flew you here. No. Oh. <laughs> so Vandenberg, they, once the, once I got out of base, once I finished basic, I actually had to stay in San Antonio a week. Because they didn't know what to do with me because huh. your, your school's not ready. So I had to stay in San Antonio an extra week. That's when I found out you're actually going to California. You're going to Vandenberg. Oh, okay. So they shipped okay. me. So they shipped me out to, to Vandyland. I'm yeah. there for three weeks. Um, so it was kind of new. They were transitioning from Lowry to like the Space 100 or whatever. Oh, they wow. Yeah, yeah. So they, you got, you get the all, we got all the guts of space. Yeah. And then um, I think they knew my orders already. Then we got sent to Eastside that was in Colorado Springs. So Oh, okay. So okay. went to Vandenberg, stationed at Buckley, July 28th, 1994. I arrived in Stapleton. My sponsor Stapleton, yeah. Yeah, my sponsor yeah. picked me up and took me to the dorms on Lowry Air Force Base, yeah. Ghost Town. Found out that Monday when I reported. Oh, I gotcha. The, the, the official closing <laughs> of Lowry was actually that day. Sure, they didn't catch your orders before that. Yo. So yeah, so, um, but I lived on Lowry. I had a different experience than a lot of new Air Force guys because yeah. I lived in the officers' quarters. My dorm was an officer. I had a, a nice. queen size bed. Really? I had my own fucking bathroom. Yeah, I shared a kitchenette. You know, and that went on. That's okay. From ninety four to ninety six, like damn. Yeah, I had my own spot, man. It was like an apartment. It was not a norm. We had no dorm manager. We came in when it was we pleased. Yeah, it was probably not very good for my airman development. No, that's horrible. It, it, it's terrible. I'm like <laughs> the fuck, I want to do is it set a precedent. So they just left us. You, but we also didn't have amenities like amenities like food. We didn't have a gym. Right. It, yeah. It, yeah, you work shifts. You just kind of they left us to our own device. So you were at Lowry, but you were working, working at Buckley at Buckley at CGS. CGS, yes. So, <laughs> wow. Yeah. So I had to. Well, we'll get to that. We'll get to that when you come back to Sibbers. Okay. For CGS, so I'll get to it. Um, what was that? Was that uh, what was CGS? Something ground station. Conus ground. Conus ground station. Mm-hmm. All right. So that was missile warning before. Sibbers. Before Sibbers. Before it was Sibbers, there was, there was that. The DSP at CGS, um, along with OGS and you know the rest yeah, of the right, stuff. Yeah, right, right, right. Um, so I am there. I'm at CGS from 94. Right. Till in 1999, they decided they're going to start grabbing troops for to stand you up Sibbers. For that for that whole time? And I mean, in actuality. So do you remember uh, the. Did you ever stop at the Commander Club then? That, oh, yeah. Yeah. I, first, I miss that little bar. I remember our first commander's call. at the My first commander's was call. Was over at the Commander Club? Commander Club. And the commander was like, all right, the first round was on me. Oh. That's how we started. Really? Because, the, the, you know, we would have our um, commander's call. Yeah. We had a commander's call at, at the Commander Club. And commander, nice. I got a first round, like... I was 20, by the way. <laughs> so, yeah. And nobody asked no questions. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, for those who are listening, the Commander Club was an old, like, pilot's club on Buckley that used to be a National Guard base. Mm-hmm. And they moved basically all the guts of missile warning in there. And we're doing, and then it grew up into an Air Force base. But the Commander Club was great because I remember 
they didn't tear that thing down till oh two. It was wild. It was a few years. So I remember when I got up there in two thousand. Uh, you go in there, floors all warped. It was awesome. There's so much history there. Real military type shit. Yeah, that's the Top Gun bar, mm-hmm. man. You know, and those National Guard pilots knew how to live it up. They did. And when I got to when I got to Buckley, it was a little different because you know in Sibers they have. Multinational, they have bilateral, they have. Yeah. Australia. So right. when I got to CGS, there was an agreement with a sister service. Like I worked with Navy dudes. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. that, that was a different culture. Really? Oh, man. Like I'm an E3, you're an E2, you're going to do the fuck I say. A lot of cursing, a lot of yeah. ranking, like a lot of uh, the professionalism's a lot different from the Navy. Right, right. You can edit this out, right? Yeah, sure. For instance, if I feel like Okay. Yeah. For instance, uh, it might add to the story. Uh, <laughs> For instance, we'll be sitting on 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 screen on scope, whatever we call it, and one of our navy brethren might say, "Yeah, my shit gotta breathe," and pull his dick out. What? And was slapping on the console. We were like, "What the fuck? Are you serious?" I'm serious. It's a heart attack. I remember there was a young woman next to me, like, "Oh my god, he's doing it again." I'm like, "Bitch, what you mean again?" again? Mike's oh always god, doing. It. I had heard rumors, but like, hey, yeah, it was wild. Navy dudes are wild, man. <laughs> So that was my introduction to the service. So huh. I didn't That's- have a dorm manager, but I had crazy Navy dude. Yeah, no kidding. That's uh, enough. God, you <laughs> stayed there for from '94 to 2001, actually. That's- so from '99 to January of 2001, I'm there watching them trying to stand up Sivers. Right. So I'm ready to go, and they're like, "Ah, we're gonna sing the calf for a year <coughs> or two. So I go to Cavalier. Um, Oh, they sent you to Cavalier. In 2000, January 2001, I finally leave Buckley. I didn't think I was ever leave. You know what I mean? So, well, you did a PCA, right? Oh. I did a PCA from CGS to Sibbers. So yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm in. I'm going so like, to hear another 49. There's your, well, 94 to 2001? They, yeah, I thought I, I, thought I was going to stay. And then they sent me to Cavalier in 2001. I stayed there for two years. Ugh. Yeah, uh, Radar site. Yeah. And that was good. I needed to learn something different. Radar really? was good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, <laughs> at, at the time I hated it. Sure, why would you? Part, and then I look back. And you like, go from Colorado, man. It made me appreciate it so much. But I'm I'm glad for the time I spent. Yeah, coldest place I ever been in my life, and I was stationed in Thule. Whoa, really? I got I got to Cavalier, North Dakota. Endless wind, humidity, wind. And when it gets cold, it gets icy. Flat. Yeah. I got there, it was negative 35. And the dude was like, oh, you must be the new guy. You just missed the call snap. I was like, what? God. He told me it was negative 50 in December. I'm like, where am I? It, it was so cold. We we drive to the parking lot of the radar. And then you yeah. have to walk to the radar. And oh. uh, it's so cold, you want to cry. Yeah. I'm so serious. I'm like, this is bullshit. But you can't cry. It's so cold. It's just, yeah, yeah. Yeah, bone chilling. Windy, wet, flat. Salute to the people of, of North Dakota. And, yeah. And in the summer, it's 100 degrees and 100% humidity. One of the coldest places I've ever been was Oklahoma. Now, Midwest. You got to be tough to be in the fucking Midwest. It's, it's, it's just, uh, it's constant wind. Mm-hmm. It's just some days are harder, some days are less. But it's always wind. If wind stops, you're like, what? What's, What's going, going on? on? We got tornado coming or what? <laughs> By April of, of 01, I was walking around with shorts and, and T-shirts and it was 20 degrees. Your body been changed. Yeah, acclimated so fast. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. So How long did you stay at Calf? I did two years at Calf. Okay. And I came right back to Buckley. So, 
four? So I went there. Three. Oh, three. So from oh, okay. three. So I'm back at Buckley. You need five by the I made E5, E5. At, at, in North Dakota. Okay. Better. Ain't no TV, ain't no radio. It is the gym and books. So I made, I made E5. Oh, really? That's it. If you can make a trip to Canada, you're lucky. Yeah. And Grand Forks was an hour and a half south. So I had to go there for yeah, hospital, commissary. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I did two years there and came right back to Buckley. Damn. Well, okay, so you're back now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now you're a full-fledged Sivers guy. Oh, man, I'm in the mix. Working mission. Yep. You didn't, they, they didn't send you, you didn't have to go to Vandenberg first? Oh, before? I did. Oh, you did? Yeah. Okay. I ended up going to Vandenberg after that one three-week stint like five times after that. Did you go for Cavalier? I For the radar? I did. Yeah, so yeah, exactly. So I got orders to, to Cav. Went to school in Vandenberg again, right? right? Go to Cav. Yeah. Cav, I was like, I want to go back to Buckley. Okay. Well, this time you get to be, now I get to be a real Sibbers guy. Sibbers guy. Yeah. So they sent me to school to Vandenberg right after that. Sit on that simulator. Sit on that simulator. Yeah. Then I come back to Buckley and I'm a, I'm a missing crew chief for a couple of years. Right. Yeah. Um, that's 03, 04, 05. Then they sent me to Thule. I must have pissed somebody off. Pretty sure I did. I was like, I just got back. I've been here two and a half years. <laughs> Fuck y'all sent me to Greenland. You know I, would, I left North Dakota. Did they think you needed a short tour or what? I probably pissed somebody off, man. You think so? Oh, yeah. I thought you all, I thought you had to rotate through short and long tours, right? Unless you piss somebody off. <laughs> yeah, that could be. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I pissed. Well, what I found out later on was a superintendent of mine at, at CGS said, told me, like, you know, you were supposed to go. You got orders over here twice in your six and a half years. You were supposed to go to Calf. I shot them down. You ain't needed that. You and your wife was going through shit. You and then you were supposed to go to Thule. I shot that one down too. Oh, he was watching out for you. He watched out for me. But he whiplashed on you. I mean, well, all whiplash. By the time I came back, he was gone. Yeah. And he so, couldn't, yeah. So, and then I ended up going to both places anyway. That's the <laughs> shit. These rat bastards, boy, they, gonna, they got their due. So yeah. he knocked them down and somebody else gave him. He's like, oh, they, he's supposed to go here. So, right. I ended up going to both places. Both of them are a blessing. So. Oh yeah. Oh man. When I went to Thule, it was, um, so much camaraderie, so much brother and sister. I've heard that. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, it's just it's certain. Certain. Y'all miserable together. And we're all right there together. But we weren't miserable. Oh no. Man, I had a ball because they make sure you have so much that you can be involved in because you can't go anywhere. That's smart. I mean, I got there in June and was, I was like, why is this? They took me to the, the club, the top of the world club. And it was like, I don't know, 10 at, 10 at night when we finally got in the club. We walked yeah. out, just doing a smoke a cigarette like at one in the morning. I'm like, the fuck? Why is the sun still yeah. up? <laughs> he's like, oh, yeah, nobody told you. I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, yeah, the sun's going to be up for three months continuously. Yeah, it's still wild. And he's it's like, so wild. when the winter hits, you won't see the sun for three months. I'm like, what? That's wild, too. They don't put that shit in the package, Marty. No. So, but it was great, man. I had a great experience. People were tight. Um, the job was cool. It was just like, yeah. I got lifelong friends out of that place I still talk to. No kidding. To this day. Yeah. Ah, oh, that's awesome. So I got I got some real brothers and sisters because I went to Greenland. I kicked and screamed. And it was like one of the best things for me. Really? So yeah, yeah. yeah. Huh. Only, only thing that was bad was being away from my kids. And the- yeah, I mean, it's unaccompanied, right? So Yeah, totally for sure. 
Yeah. Yeah. So, but it was it was a good time. Ten months, it was fantastic. Those last two months, you figure out like, oh shit, you can't leave this place. What do you mean? Like it's cabin fever. Like the only way oh, yeah, yeah. to and from this yeah. island is plane. Yeah. That's it. So then that that's shitty. And then time to go. <laughs> so yeah, that was that was a great time. And you went where? I came back to Buckley. <laughs> Couldn't get enough. By way of Vandenberg just said? I went so see us because you come back as mission or system right so that's right uh let went to when I came back to Buckley went to Greenland but before I went to Greenland I had to stop in Vandenberg to learn about that radar right came back from Greenland now I'm gonna come back to Buckley and I'm gonna be a GSO yeah get to go back to Vandenberg again right so get my little GSO and that's <laughs> 2006 I I go to school in Vandenberg like August and I arrive in. Buckley, it's September 06, I sign in. Okay. All right. So, you know, I'm getting my little training. I just I'm got my my bearings as a ground systems operator. And oh, wait, wait, let's let let's look at this real quick. You came in in '94. Mm-hmm. So now you're 2006. Where was your where was your reenlistment at? Uh that would be in North Dakota. So you're in North Dakota. Oh, yeah. And they're like, hey. Do you want to re-enlist? What were your first thoughts? Were you like, am I going to make this career? Did you know that from the from the nah. beginning? Man, let me tell you something. Like, I was thinking about I, up 17 years into this bitch, I was like, I might get out. <laughs> <laughs> and that's because they were trying to send me to Omaha. So I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, I re-enlist in, in Cavalier. But why did you have thoughts of not to just like, hey, let's just do this again? Man, I'll be honest with you. Probably shortly after me joining, I've had thoughts of not like, not like, I don't know if this shit was for So me. what talked to you in the real listen? And two daughters I had to feed. Yeah, and they had a big old 60 grand bonus. That'll do it. Like yeah. 60 yeah. grand. That's I got, right. One Charlie's had the man, great bonus for a long yeah, time. Yeah. It, it was my second bonus, actually. I got one early. I got one in 97. Oh, yeah. yeah and then they got one, that second one, the last one. Yeah, that's one. hard to beat. It was like 60 grand. Like damn, can I go overseas and enlist? I yeah, was like right, really, I was right. trying to get the. Okay, I was like, I always like to ask that question because sometimes it's a real crossroads for some people. It yeah. was a crossroad. I think I had been in shit. Uh, it's only eight years, but that was extending me out. So now you're gonna go over that ten year mark, which mm-hmm. is so okay. you like start weighing shit. I guess I better go. Yeah. <laughs> so this this brings. Oh my god, this adventure. <laughs> So this is how we end up back. I end up back in Buckley. Yeah. 2006. I am ground system operating. And then one December morning, I get a call saying, hey, come on in. Operation Golden Flow. You got to have a drug test. Yeah. All right. Cool. Whatever. Well, a few weeks, months go by. Go to work one day. What are you doing here? I'm here to work. What are you talking about? Like, hey man, you're you're the NIF. You know, do not fly status. You medically you can't work. I'm like, what are you talking about? They yeah. send me to the commander's office and they're like, the the acting first heard at the time was like, hey, we don't know what's wrong with you, man. We just said you're medically the NIF. You can't work. Come back tomorrow. So I'm freaking out. I'm like, what the fuck just happened? You're like, why am I the NIF? Which is total bullshit. Because if you're the NIF, they got to write a little doxy. Right. 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 Yeah. You just can't. You have to have a reason. Yeah. And, and the doctors don't usually tell you something's wrong with you medically and don't have any follow-up. And don't tell you. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, shit, I just had a flight physical like a couple months ago. I'm like, oh, it's the HIV test. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> Turns out 
the horn did not catch up with me. So <laughs> um, I don't know what's going on. So All I right. go to work the next morning and the acting first shirt was like, hey, these ladies want to see you. And I'm like, what's going on? I don't know. But just I'm going to take you to this building. Were they uniform ladies? They were not in uniform at all. Know. They were both civilians. I'm like, why? Okay. The civilian clothes, rather. Yeah. Um. So they're not civilians, I found out later. So he drives me to this building, and he and one of the ladies comes in, like, how are you doing today, Sergeant Thomas? I'm like, I'm, I'm cool. How are you? <laughs> good, good. You know why you're here today? I'm like, I know. I don't have the slightest. What's yeah. up? Just hold on a moment. I'm like, hold on. Then her partner comes in. She's a lot more, she's not as nice. Right. And she's like, do you know why you're here today? I'm like, no. You know, There's nothing you want to tell us? No. What's going on? Is, is there anything happened recently? I was like, I just had my, I just had my reinvestigation for my clearance. You know, yeah. tell us about that. I was like, I told them what was going on in my, my life. I was like, they know about that. Okay, fine. Well, we're, you're here today because we know that you've been doing cocaine. What? Exactly. I, what? <laughs> like, what? Oh God. And I'm like, and I'm, I'm thinking this is a joke for a couple of minutes. I'm like, y'all, y'all serious? Like, yeah, we're serious. We have, we have documentation. We have, we have signatures. We have witnesses that you've been doing cocaine. And frankly, the commander's tired of it. And I'm like, that's insane. And I'm like, what do you mean the commander's tired of it? Like, we, he knows what you've been doing. And apparently, there was a string of people on the base. So, according we, to them, according to them. So yeah. this wasn't. Actually, I do remember like rumors of people. It was, it, it was like. Base wide, but it's like not Air Force people. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, oh, okay. Like, we're tired of it. I'm like, I'm, I'm tired. I'm like, all right. So I'm like, once I figured, I was like, I was like, oh, y'all are full of shit. Like, we have witnesses. And I'm like, no, you don't. <laughs> yes, we do. I was like, you don't have anybody. You don't know anybody. You haven't seen anybody because I've never done any fucking cocaine. I've right. never done cocaine. So there you go. All right. right. And they're just like, what? And I was like, yeah. So you ain't got shit. Well, yeah, can you prove it? I was like, whatever. It's like, will you take a polygraph? I'm like, yeah, I'll take a polygraph. Hell yeah. And I was like, no, not until I get it. I was like, I ain't taking shit. I want my counsel. They're like, what? That's so smart. I Especially being that emotional I was to hot. be able to arrest and go, oh, wait a minute. Well, yeah. that's just, see, that's Paranoid Brother 101. All brothers know. <laughs> yeah, you know, you like, wait, I got two crazy white ladies talking about their cocaine. <laughs> I should probably ask for a lawyer. Like, I don't trust you. So I was like, That's smart, man. And when I asked for a lawyer, the whole demeanor changed. So, wow. Yeah. They were trying to blind you. see that on, well, on these TV you never shows. Talk and you're me. like, That doesn't really happen. Yeah, I guess it does. It, I'm just as shocked as, as you because it happened to me. I'm like, Yeah. Yeah. They played good cop, they played bad cop. And when I asked for a lawyer, that was, that was it. Golly. So, uh, yeah. Again. Look at that! Look at that one decision. That's all gut. <laughs> yeah, smart gut, man. Life on the line. Gee. So um, that was in June. I had just gotten sorry. I had just gotten back from Greenland in '06. This was probably February of '07. Yeah. They take me off of crew. Right. And my, I have a court martial. For for cocaine. Did they suspend your clearance or did they just They suspended it. Okay. They suspended my clearance and I was then prepped for a court martial uh, uh, saying that I did cocaine. You had to have some nights like, what is going on? Oh man. I was <laughs> Of course. I mean mentally they had to just like drain you crazy. I had to really be some I had to have some strong faith. 
Yeah. Yeah. So I tapped into to something that was in me because I was like, oh, well, I was right. So yeah, I'm an asshole when I'm right. <laughs> so I'm like, <laughs> um, righteous man. Yeah, man. They were yeah, like, fear no evil. I remember the 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 one of the OSI ladies like, and we're not doing pleas. I was like, I ain't doing a fucking plea anyway. So I was like, I was like, please. Yeah. You like, charged me with anything. These most. I told her, I was like, I'm not doing shit. I'm not signing shit. I was like, I'll, I'll sleep I'll sleep under a fucking jail five feet before I ever agree to some shit I did not do. Right. So needless to say, I was up out of that building quick. So there we got it. <laughs> so that was February. Had my court martial in June. And wow. there's, three, there's three verdicts I could have received. There's acquitted, which means we think you did some shit. We think you did cocaine, but we really can't prove it. Yeah. The other option is that's almost like a no contest civilian wise. Right? right. But that also means we can get you up out of here. We can find yeah. ways to yeah. Yeah, you've admitted to something. Yeah, we got so there's acquitted, then there's obviously not guilty. Yeah. And then there there's obviously guilty. Correct. I was not guilty, which meant that you're free and clear. In between this time, I I got promoted to tech sergeant, by the way. Nice. So Basically, what happened was not guilty. Congratulations yeah. on your stripe, your promotion. You should go back to work. I got my promotion, but I didn't go back to work for a year and a half. Because the unit drugged their feet. Yeah, I would say. That's Some kind what, of local retribution. That's what I feel like it was. God. Why do you think um, you were caught up? Obviously, there was something going on in the base, mm -hmm. somewhere around the base, right? But why do you think your name got dragged in, drug into there? Well, I mean, you've had obviously years. seventeen years to think about it, right? So recently, a uh, I don't know how I, associate associate who was in the military with me at the yeah. time just told me that well, two, what's today? What year is this? Twenty twenty three. In twenty twenty one, this this person told me. That they knew I was going to get tested. That piss test. That piss test. you were going to have, right? Said person also called me up the night before yeah. to ask me to go out. Okay. Huh. So, I don't know what he was doing. Yeah. But I have a suspicion now that I'm putting it all together that maybe he got in the car with some trouble and he was trying to bring other people's names in. I don't know. Could be I'm a big mouth. Oh. So. Like a patsy situation. Yeah. That's what I think now. This is 14 huh. years later. So Interesting. Or this shit could have been fucked up and they could have had shit. They, they could have like, hey, there was a 6'2 black man. I, yeah. I, I, I don't know. You fit the bill. Come I, on in. I don't know if they if they had shitty laboratory work. I don't know. But I know I'll, what I didn't do. Well, if they wouldn't tell you what you were being charged with initially, they're definitely not going to come afterwards and go, hey, sorry, Thomas. Here's why we thought. Right, we thought. right. <laughs> according to them, according to the court martial case that I still have, uh, Staff Sergeant Thomas versus the United States Air Force. I want to finish wow. that because I, I beat. Um, yeah, put that up there. Yeah, man. And then the verdict right next to each other. Yeah, a nice yeah. little frame. Um, and or you could burn it and just say, "No, nah, I'm not burning." I'm, I'm actually. I got a nick. You know, my Air Force brethren gave me a nickname after I. Um, Found out guilty at his court martial. Yeah, and I'm probably gonna get a tattooed. Um, another nickname I received is Teflon Tron. Can't stick. So I was like, you know I like it. 
Yeah, I like it. They keep attacking. My buddy Lucky Jones, Kevin Lucky Lucky, Jones. Lucky, Lucky. Shout out to Lucky Jones. Teflon Tron. That's a good one. All right, so. um, Anyways, that's how I get Teflon Tron. I like it. But there is an interesting part as to how I got back to work. No, you got to tell that. So you're... um, Let me see if I can... Because we'll we'll cut that part up. Let me see if I can... So you're... Not guilty. Not guilty. Right? Got your promotion. You're yep. Tech Sergeant Thomas now. Tech Sergeant Thomas. Tech Sergeant Teflon Tron Thomas. That is, sir. That's correct. That's a lot of T's. And I that's like that. <laughs> uh, but you're doing casual duty because they haven't given you mm-hmm. a clearance back. Right. So you're waiting for your clearance to be renewed. Right. And normally, I, I would think that would take anywhere from three months, six months to renew it if it's suspended. Right. It's not like it's an initial. So this is a squadron that works in a restricted area. That pulls crew, all their people are doing crew duties, and because of this incident, mm-hmm. which you were exonerated for, mm-hmm. you were excluded. But in the process of this, you were trying to get your five-year renewal for your TS clearance. Right. So, and the unit keeps giving you the runaround. It's like, well, we don't know what's going on with it, right? Yes. And so a month turns into six months, turns into a year, turns into... Almost a year and a half. Almost a year and a half that you're outside the squadron. Right. So that's casual duty. Casual duty. They have me working in a dorm. The dorm. The dorm man. They're real assholes. They try to put me up with a bunch of young girls. I'm not stupid. I know what's going on. Wow. Yeah. They, they, that was that was a good setup. Nah. So I'm working at the dorms, and so now I'm like, well, you know, if you guys want to give my clearance, let me apply. I'm I'm thinking, let me apply for this dorm manager job, right? Uh, why not? Why not? It's Monday through Friday. I I, I need to do something. But like, ah, we don't know. We don't know. So now it goes from we don't know to like, not only do you not have a clearance, because you don't have a clearance, we can't even let you get on the unclassed computer. I can't get on the unclassed computer at dorms. So they got this. They're trying to break my will. I'm just sitting over like a robot. And that has that. <laughs> Fair. Go ahead. I mean that that unclassed computer is not. I mean, no. Everybody's granted a secret once you're in the military, right? You know? So <laughs> Jesus, so I can't even touch an unclass. I've been exonerated. I've been promoted. And I've been. I'm just over at the dorms. Yeah. So they're treating me in like my a leper, opinion, like a leper. There's an actual civilian dorm manager who has a job, and a a tech sergeant who's a dorm manager, and they're on call from week to week, right? Yeah. So they asked me, they're like, uh, hey, Sergeant Thomas, you mind taking this phone? And I'm like, no. <laughs> like, well, can you give us a break and be on call? I'm like, no. It's, it's, it's like, do I have this job? And like, well, well, no. I was like, well, then why would I do that? Why would I, why would I be on call for a week? <laughs> Another sergeant came over with me. He got in a little trouble. And they asked him to, be, to take it. And he took it. And he's like, Sucker. Tron, you're so smart. They asked me to take this phone for a week. I was like, yeah, I've had it for four months. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, I think you know, you know Mario. Anyways. <laughs> like, really? So I was like, yeah, I'm not taking it. So they, they weren't really happy with me. But that being said, this one particular week, the dorm manager, her mom died. So she's out of town. Yeah. The assistant, the other dorm manager, he's on leave. I come into work. And the dorm is full of of full bird colonels and chiefs in the dorm, like Army, Air Force, yeah. and Navy. I'm like, what the fuck? So 
the new group commander who sees me. Uh, I, I'm the only guy representing. Is that why they were in there? Because they were touring with the group me, commander? Um, backing up. Oh, sorry. Let me back up. I apologize. There. So that uh, over the weekend, oh, the night before. Oh, that's right. The fire alarm, right? There was an army guy who had a turkey baster in his dorm. <laughs> not supposed to be in there. And I guess he took the the the, the handle or whatever from, not a turkey baster. What do you call it when you smoke turkeys? Oh, you mean that propane fryer, thing? a deep a fryer, yeah, 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 a yeah, deep fryer in his in his in um in his dorm room, in, uh, in his dorm. You're not supposed to have his. He was <laughs> motherfucker smoking turkeys in the dorm. Like, yo, what up, man? <laughs> yeah, you didn't tell me that. Yeah, that's the, uh, yeah. He had a so that makes him up. He <laughs> is smoking turkeys in his dorm room. Yeah, that's a no no. While taking this 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 whatever he. Put you, you, the container that you put the turkey in and drop it in the yeah, grease. Yeah, yeah. He takes that and he hangs it up on the ceiling. And oh, okay. Those mercury on the sensor. Yes, on the sensor. <laughs> whole dorm, half one half of the dorm, all these water spouts just yeah to control flooding. And they yeah. feel like he sprays over and 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 causes like a hundred thousand dollars worth of damage. God. People are displaced. <laughs> so because of this, all these high ranking people are here. Yeah. So I'm the only guy to represent the dorms, right? Damn. So the group, the group commander is. I'm showing him some of the dorms from, from our people who are displaced, right? Yeah. And he looks down and he notices my badge. He's like, "Hey, you wait, you, you work for me, don't you?" And I'm like, "Yes, sir, I do." He's like, "What are you doing over here?" I was like, "It's a long story." He's like, "I got time." And I was like, All right. <laughs> "Well, sir, uh." I got accused of doing cocaine in the military. There was a court martial. The court martial said, came back as not guilty. And that was in June. Yeah. And he's like, you're shitting me. I'm like, sir, I shit you not. He's like, June of this year? I was like, no, sir. June of last year. He's like, wait a minute. Yeah. It's September 2008. He's like, June of 2007? I was like, yes, sir. He's like, he's like, take my car. If nobody calls you in 30 minutes, call me. But somebody's going to call you. I was like, all right. Sure. Yeah, talk's right, cool. a good game. I've been hearing this shit about me leaving these fucking dorms or whatever these places you guys have me working for over a year. Over I'm like, yeah. Over a year. I go sit at this desk within a matter of minutes. The phone's off the hook. Bling! It's the squadron commander. Do you need anything? I'm like, what? Do Damn. you need anything, Sergeant Thomas? It's like, we got you. I'm like, oh, I'm fine. Thanks. Then the superintendent calls. Then the first sergeant calls. All kissing my butt. Yeah. Within three weeks, I was back on that floor doing my job. I can't believe you. He really swung that stick. Man, man, he he had a he carried a big stick, as they say. That's badass. Yeah, he was a, he was a bad dude. So, and then I saw him on the floor. He's like, Sergeant Thomas, taking care of things, stay out of trouble. I was like, definitely, sir. God. So that's my man. So, um, yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's, that's really that's, cool. And that's how I ended up back to work. Yeah. And I spent the the rest the, the next two years at Buckley, and then they uh, I got orders to Omaha, Nebraska. God, what was that next two years like? Just like sandpaper every day or what? You know, from, I'm not a person that, that lives in the past. No, but you got to endure the slings of whoever thinks I, what, right? I had so many slings, but I won. <laughs> like, I know, right. So I'm like, right. I don't fuck what y'all say. Like, Righteous man. Yeah, I'm like, I walk. So, and I think that's maybe why I maybe ruffle so many feathers, and that's why they, they kept. Eh, they were gonna treat me as a leper, anyways. But I was very I was indignant. I was very like, "Yeah, I'm not kissing your ass because I'm right." I was always professional, but I know uh, I was and right. And you know, um, 
that's not unique to those people at that time. I think every unit is that way. Yeah. You know? I mean, I was in some army units. That makes sense. A guy break his leg, can't go out to the field for a month, and he's back in a dorm. You come back and you're like, oh, have a nice fucking month off. Yeah. It's like, it's not his fault. He broke his oh. leg. But you just do it. It's just kind of military nature. I don't want to say human nature. It's no, just it's military it's part unit of, nature. Part of our oh, culture. you're not with us. Yeah, it's part Why of the culture. with us? Mm-hmm. You know? Out of it's side a, of the mind. It's, it's a weird thing. Man. It's very much unique military cultural thing. And it takes a little while, especially when you're like, I'm clean, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got I got so many looks. I heard so many rumors. I heard I was selling crack. I had a navigator at the time. Oh, that's why you got a navigator. Because oh. I got a navigator because my I was a knucklehead and took that 60,000 bonus. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> navigator had TVs in it. You're like, yeah. You know? But you persevered and you won. Yeah, it. yeah. That's why. That's why I didn't. I didn't walk around with any grudges. I'm like, right. I think uh, I even got. And in- those who know you wouldn't wouldn't treat you bad. No, those no. on the periphery. Anybody who knew me was like, "What? Tron cocaine? No, yeah. no. We we can see him doing that." <laughs> I literally, and I was like, "Yeah, I just like, yeah, that's more of a, like cocaine. That's not my character. I'm that's hyper a, enough. That's a lot of energy for cocaine. I'm already hyper, bro. <laughs> I had a, a energy drink and it was like curtains, like whoop." I can imagine me doing cocaine. Where'd you get your orders to off it? Off it. Yeah. So I, I let's see. So 2006, seven, court martial, eight, I'm back on the floor. <laughs> and so it's 2008, heading up on 2000. No, it's 2010. I was like, man. Damn. It's like, I've been here four years almost. Like, I know. Well, but that is also when they were all that critical manning shit. And they weren't letting people go early. They weren't people. Mm-mm. They didn't want to let people go at all. Mm-mm. They were critical AFSC. At mm-hmm. time, so. But I knew I was like, they're going to try to get me up out of here. I, I, I knew it. I was like, I had four years. I done beat the case. And I got two years left. And I'm like, it's just 17 years in. You've been here four years. You're not going to stay here another six years. So I started working my way to try to get an assignment. I was yeah. trying to get an assignment to... To bu- to Boulder actually, so I was, oh yeah yeah right. I, I was I CTF was, over there. CTF. Right? I'm I'm working like this makes total sense. I've been in like 17 years. Nice PCA. It's PC for the Air Force. I could probably maybe work into walk into a job right yeah. after that after retirement. Yeah. So I'm working this shit out. I'm talking to superintendent like yeah we can make this happen. And about that time, I came to work and I saw I had orders for off it. And I'm like yo, it's like don't worry about it. we've been working with the assignment. I'm like all right cool. And then uh, I think Sergeant McKinley came back like, hey, man, we can't get you out of this shit. I'm like, what the fuck you mean you can't get me out of this? You're not working very hard. I was like, what are you talking about, man? Like, uh, I was like, I'm. So I was like, I'm not going. You gotta yeah. go to, I'm not going. So I'm, I'm talking to the commander at the time, new commander. And she's like, we see what can. I know the commander in Boulder. They're working it, right? Supposedly. Supposedly. And they're like, we just can't get you out of this, man. <laughs> I'm kicking and screaming. I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to sign this. I was like, I don't know if I was signing this orders, man. I, don't, I had two daughters. I didn't want to leave my daughters, right? Yeah, hell um, yeah. And I'm like, fuck. You know, 17 years in. Yeah. And long story short, my ass went to Omaha. <laughs> I fought it, but I went. What uh, What was your job? What job were you going to? Oh, man. I actually loved the job. If I could have done that job. In, in really? Oh, man. That was like one of my favorite jobs in the military. It just everything made sense to me for all the shit I had done. Yeah. It's Cibras and CGS and the radars. Like, I mean, you working at SAC or exactly? I was in what the GOC. I was, what was SAC? Uh, oh, the GOC. Yeah, yeah. Global. I do remember. What was that? Tell me that term. Global, I heard o- it. The Global Operations Center. Okay. What used to be SAC. 
Stratcom. Okay. Okay. So, um, so you were seeing everything. So you were seeing everything. Right? I was I was a receiver of this data, and then once we the data I have been sending out for decades. Yeah, you're seeing it. I see what we see, it and I what was more importantly is I saw what we did with it afterwards. Oh, really? Yeah, and that shit I can't tell you about at all. No, yeah, fair. <laughs> but you're not only seeing. <laughs> Cyber sensors, you're seeing every sensor. I'm seeing every like I, I took TDYs to some places I wouldn't have imagined in Stratcom. Really? What was oh, your best one? I don't know. Uh, San Diego was pretty cool for two weeks. Uh, nothing out of state. Uh, I went to I went to Boise, Idaho for a couple of weeks. Oh yeah. Went to uh, Tucson a couple of times. Yeah. San Diego. Um, San, Tucson was a shithole. I was very <laughs> disappointed. San Diego was pretty dope. So, nothing overseas. Nothing overseas, huh. man. 21 years. Capone didn't need you over there? No. I'm trying to think where where did they go? Mm, no. Man. Yeah, so that, that was it. I joined I joined That's travel. That's a pretty good last assignment. It was it was great, except it was in Omaha. Well, <laughs> I yeah. mean, came with them all, but there are worse places for sure. Um you get promoted master out there? That's I wouldn't have got this is this is this is the hindsight. I would not have gotten promoted if I wouldn't have gone to Omaha. So I'm I'm still in Denver, my oh, old stomping yeah. ground, or this place too well. Yeah, Omaha, I was like fucking bullshit. I gotta make master. And yeah, I, yeah. I just buckle down. Really? Matter, yeah. The first time I, I was there, I got there in 2011, tested, and I missed it like by like eight points. Yeah. Level, right. Next year, I think the score went up eight points. Like oh, oh, it did. The cutoff. The cutoff went up eight points higher. I think. I know actually. You needed a three, this was low back then. Yeah. Like a 340 to make master. Okay. I had 340.08. Really? Which means you had 400. Doesn't matter. You're in. I'm in. You're in. One test you're over one, the line. One question wrong, it wouldn't have been. I yeah. They were calling. Look at that. They were calling. Some guy was calling. Uh, one of the colonels was calling, like, did he take his PT test? Did he? Da, da, da. They're like, <laughs> This motherfucker cannot be a master sergeant. <laughs> I like they were they were awarding people. I I might have ruffled some feathers, but they didn't come to congratulate me until like five o'clock after duty hours. Two other people it was two o'clock middle of the day. Like congratulations yeah. at five o'clock they came to the op center. Sergeant Thomas and everybody was in the op center. I'm like cool. nice, yeah. So that'll work. Yeah, and then um I got I made my master sergeant. Very good, man. Very good. And while I was there, I think I hit twenty. And I had been talking to a. So tell me the story that that you pushed the button on. Yeah. So I had I was normal. You're at twenty. You can I'm retire. I can retire. But I still got kids. Got to feed. Yeah. I, yeah. I was in. I had a nine eleven GI bill, and I I knew I could transfer it over to my children. Yeah, that's nice too. But they were like. In order to do this, you got to extend four more years. I got caught in that too. Yeah, I didn't do it the right time, so I had four more years, right? Right. So I'm like, all right, well, if I just give these orders to Buckley or, or Boulder, I'm cool. I had talked to the guy. I was like, hey, he's like, so what do you think, Sergeant Thomas? He's like, I want to go back to Buckley or Boulder. Sure. That's easy. I was like, all right, hey, not Colorado Springs, man. You send me some Springs orders, I'm, I'm not going. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is text message. The emails were. Yeah. So I think I went on, I think I went on leave. For a little bit, come to see my kids, and I go back to Omaha, and I got an email, and it says, "Congratulations, Matt Sergeant Thomas, you've you've just received orders to Street Air Force Base. Uh, click yes to accept, or you could click the seven day option to retire. Seven day op, 
God. I'm out this bitch, man. I'm not going to Colorado Springs. Yeah, that's enough. Not only am I a space baby, I'm a space baby with 21 years who never did an assignment in the Springs. That's almost unheard right. of. Right. You're a unicorn. Mm-hmm. But I was like, fuck this. I'm going back. So right. I, I retired. What were they going to send you? Like GPS? Shreeber. Or uh, no, I mean, like GPS or. No, nothing cool like that. Oh, no. No, nah, it was like, like DMSP or something? No, nah, it was some type of like some office. Oh. Yeah, like. Like not even a real op squad. No, I was like maybe superintendent or some shit. Like they needed some slot to fill. It's like no, I'm not going yeah. to Shreve. <laughs> I'm cool. Maybe if they would have said Pete Mick, no, yeah, no, I punched. Best decision I made, I think too. So well, it sounds like uh, even though you've been subjected, oh bless to right at the cliff, right? You've been pushed right to the cliff, but the decisions you've made. Landed you a pretty sound career. Yeah. Right? Who do you think influenced you the most during your career? Hmm. Huh. you think about it. You know, man, I that's one person, man. There's so many people. Well, give me two or three. You know, that that are like, damn, I'm glad I knew that guy. Or that you, guy gave me sound advice. You that fall, guy led me the right way. You, so you fall into this, but not heavily. You know what I'm saying? I, I hope not. You've, but thank you, man. I you, appreciate that. You make guest appearances. I, I refer to you as like, <laughs> like I'm telling you, you like a little Jiminy Cricket, like tarantula. <laughs> you just pop up out of nowhere. I swear you didn't notice, but you. Well, the no, times I, I needed to hear it most. He's like, "Hey, man, you know I was in the army for a while. And we just kind of treat people different. And I know what it's like. You just pop up, boop. <laughs> um, real shit. Um, man, well, thank you, man, I appreciate that." Steve Williams, I don't, you know, ah, Steve Williams, Steve, yeah. that was my supervisor, man. He was just a good hearted dude, and he, I really felt like he cared about me. He was sound. He wasn't given an emotion. He gave good advice. Mm-hmm. He was, um, and he cared. Yeah, and I, he cared. That's the one thing I remember about him too. And he was, he was technically sound. God, he was good. He was a good mission crew chief. Like. Yeah, just, just overall good dude. So he was a, an influence on me. Another Steve is the uh, Australians. Flight Lieutenant Steve Henry at the time. Steve Henry. Also, just a common sense guy, super smart. And I would have ran through a wall for that dude. I agree. I, yeah. I felt like he cared about me. I would yeah. do anything. So. He could build a team yeah. without like kissing your ass. Without kissing your ass. Yeah. And he would tell me when I was fucking up when I needed when nice. I needed to hear it. Oh, he did. Oh man. Oh yeah. That's cool. Yeah. And a lot of people don't. And and those and those people don't get mentioned about me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I feel like real, real Pete, real friends. Is that tough? It stinks. Huh? It stings when you hear that from that. It's like, oh. That's that's part of being a man. <laughs> but that's the only way you grow. Okay. Right? I had a lot of shit happen to me in the military. Yeah. I'm I'm and honestly You could have been you could have pitched that. I could have been a victim. I could have fuck that, man. Yeah. Uh, it's a, a manhood and like I said, this shit is a brotherhood. It's about being accountable. It's about growth. Right. right. I'm so much of a better person. For as much as I gripe about the Air Force, I'm so much of a better person because I I joined it. Sure. Best thing I ever did was join the military. Yeah. Second best thing was retire. So, <laughs> yeah. So those guys stick out to me: Steve Henry and Steve Williams. Yeah. For sure. But when you run into those guys and you realize how rare they are, mm-hmm. you know, especially over twenty years, mm-hmm. you're like, God, there's two guys that I can remember really made an influence. Mm-hmm. Everybody else is kind of humdrum, yeah, or worse. For for as many people I had throwing darts at me, I had a lot of people advocating for me too, and yeah. that's and that's the thing I realize now. Yeah, you know, 
There's a man who almost. Sometimes you don't see it. You don't see it until later. You get out of that lens and you can like look back. Like you know, I could, I could have been like, oh, they were out to get me. But sure. But for for that side, I had somebody like, hey man, we got you on this. So yeah, it's all yeah. part of the experience, and I'm super thankful for it. What's your proudest moment? Man, I don't know, man. Um, I feel like it. My children used to get really, they thought I was the bee's knees. They Like, uh, I remember my older kids, she used to, she dressed up in a flight suit for Halloween uh, yeah, and shit. I or they, yeah. I yeah. want to be an Air Force doctor or right. just, um, I really think, like, I, I kind of take it for granted because I was in it. But I think my children looking up to me like, Dad, you know, you that's my proudest moment about being in the military that my kids think it was a big deal. Right. Yeah. So. Well, that's, this is another purpose, right? How old are your kids now? 26 and 23. My daughter's 27. She still don't know what I do in the military. Oh, they don't know. She knew I was in the military, yeah. right? Yeah, they don't know a lot of that stuff. They know they know a lot of the dad was crazy in the military. And he's like, you had crazy military friends. They know, <laughs> well, they know don't define your dad yeah, by yeah, the guys yeah, you yeah. But the fact that they think I'm, I did a lot is uh that's pretty that's pretty great for me. When your when your daughter uh Puts on your cap, mm. you know, when they're young, mm-hmm. and they try to do that salute. Like, boom, boom, boom. Oh man, yeah, you man. got me. Yeah. that's great. I love it. And I was like, you guys can't join the military, but I'm glad you think I'm cool. Like, if you you go to college first, then smart. If you want to go to military, fine. But you know, I'm not letting you go off the street. Yeah. So, so Air Force Master Sergeant retired Teflon Tron Thomas. All right, it's been a honor to get your story today man that's that's been a blast thank you thank you appreciate it mark on behalf of master sergeant thomas i'd like to thank you for listening today i hope you enjoyed the shout if you did please leave a like and a comment and share the podcast with someone else and as always make sure to download the next episode for more service origin stories so until next time 